Greetings, greetings, greetings and salutations, one and all. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Night Shift to DJ Kevin Steele. Real talk night. Music from Preedy kicking us off. Track called Love Hurts. Sometimes it hurts more than other times. Say big up to each and everyone locked in right now. Those on tune in radio on the night shift to DJ Kevin Stew. Welcome to you. I want to say big up to the massive that are locked in out of New Jersey. Everyone in this life will find locked in on NIE radio. I know to the motivator. Those that are locked in on mix102.com Also to Jersey Big ups to them And of course their sister station Out of Jamaica Earth 96 FM Blessings to the massive in Jamaica For the shake up and all Big up to the massive up there in New York, Long Island, New York. Bouncing on Reggae Pulse Radio. Those that are locked in on the Foundation Radio Network, ClintonLindsay.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You can catch Mr. Lindsay, the veteran in the business. Mondays through Fridays. Catch him at noon. When it comes to this game, baby, there's always winners and losers. Depends on who's playing. I was caught up in your web of love, no escaping. No escaping at all. Said people hurt people, honestly, we are all fake. So what's help people on here, right? Same thing. But how you gonna do me like that? How you gonna do me like that, Tommy? I want to say thank you to my segment sponsors. Paul C Media Group and Begin Moment is priced. Let's go ahead and get him a call. They'll take care of your videos, your photos, your streaming, your ads. Looking for somewhere to host your website? You can get him a call too. They host mine. Call them up at paulcmg.com. Paul C Media Group 754-999-1140 Want to say thank you to Althea and her healing heavenly hands Althea issues a licensed massage therapist Operating out of Broad County, North Miami-Dade and South Palm Beach counties She comes to you Bringing her table, her oils and over 20 years massage therapy experience Go ahead, give her a call today. 954-655-9000. Again. Broad County, North Miami-Dade, South Palm Beach counties. She's covering a lot of ground. She only asks one thing outside of paying her. That you get off her table and go sleep somewhere else when she's done. 
believe me. If you're anything like me, you're guaranteed to fall asleep with those hands. I want to say thank you to the global base. At the global base, they navigate your journey across music, marketing, and more. It's a realm where social spheres awaken through their mastery. Embrace the invitation to liberate your creativity unbounded and free. The Global Base is your catalyst for everything related to music, marketing, event planning, and social media. Go check them out at the Global Base, D-A-Global-B-A-S-E.com. Contact them today. Tell them Kevin Steele sent you. I want to say thank you to McNeil Trucking. McNeil Trucking is a veteran-owned, licensed, insured mover in the state of Florida. So if you live in the Keys and you want to move to Jacksonville, over in Naples, want to move to Palm Beach, you're in Pompano, want to go to Pensacola, any point in between those points, you want to put some things in storage, you don't have the manpower, you don't have the transportation, don't worry. You have the name, you have the number. McNeil Trucking. 954-406-9740. Call him up today. Get your move on. Tell him you heard about him on the night shift with DJ Kevin Steele. too deep into things I just want to remind you of a few things right here go ahead and get your copy of the audiobook if you haven't done so already you can do so now it's empowered essential concepts and strategies every woman should know about self-defense authored by Jonathan Field narrated by yours truly Kevin Stew it's available on audible right now get your copy if you can't find it on audible don't worry go to kevinstew.com you'll see the cup co- the copy of the book cover right there just click on it it takes you where you need to be download one for you download one for someone else notice i didn't say one of your girlfriends or your sister or anything like that. no 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 someone else i learned so much as i never as i narrated this book you'll learn something too men and women Also, do remember the 78390 challenge is still on. We're in the 11th month. It's your $110 put away month. Yep. Saving in $10 increments. This is the month you put away $110. So we can get to that 780 in December. But no worries if you're just getting started. You can start now and end next November. Be ready for Christmas. Your first month is ten dollars, second month is twenty dollars, and it grows as the month the number of months grow. Simple. But if you can't do ten dollars a month, do it in five. That way at the end of the twelfth month you'll do three hundred and ninety dollars. Yeah, it's a seven eighty three ninety challenge. And we know sometimes when you get up to those higher months, it can be a real challenge. When it comes to this game. As you're putting away things, remember One Jamaica Legal Defense Foundation. 
making a difference in Jamaica. Check them out. Check out the website ojldf.org. Go ahead and make your donations to the movement to change things in Jamaica. Thank you, One Jamaica Legal Defense Foundation, for your continued support also. I want to say thank you to those who are locked in on YouTube live. I know love sometimes. Hey, cuz. But that's fine. Sometimes it just don't work sometimes. I know. Invite him to call a friend, tell a friend. Friends of your friends, friends of your enemies. Enemies of your friends and your enemies too. Call up anybody, everybody. Somebody. Let them know the night shift to DJ Kevin Stewart is on. It's real talk night. And we do anything for love over here. But I won't do that. It's on a pretty track called Love Hurts. Tonight, we're joined by someone who can tell us a little bit about how much love can hurt. Even when it's someone that you've never met. That's kind of strange, right? Tonight, we're going to be talking about pregnancy loss. And joining me to talk about pregnancy loss is Rashima, that lady right there. And um, I guess it would be good if I, if I <laughs> opened her channel. Um, hey, Rashima. Hey, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> And um, also with Rashima is, and I, I think he is there in the wings. Sonny, you there? Mm. I'm here, Doc. Ah, there he is. There he is. Uh, no stranger to the night shift to DJ Kevin Stew. Sonny Etienne, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you for, for tuning in. Thank you for coming around sunny i know it was short notice let me tell you people it was really short notice and um i i i had re because another connection i had kind of fell through and i i am really appreciative of of him stepping in and um giving us some help tonight and that's essentially what, what, what he'll be doing. Um, in a professional capacity, he'll be giving us some help. And when we get into, get more into things, you'll understand what it is that I, what I mean. He'll be giving us some help. But right now, let's start with, with Rashima. Um, so, pregnancy loss. A lot of us have experienced this at in some way, shape, or form. And not many of us have had the tools to, to, to navigate dealing with it. And, oh, for those that are listening in, if you want to call in and give an in encouraging word or ask a question or something, the phone lines are also 
open. 773-789-STU, 773-789-7839. You can call, text, WhatsApp, Telegram from anywhere in the world. So you really don't have an excuse. The number is scrolling across the bottom of your screen right there. 773-789-STU. Call, text, WhatsApp, Telegram. Call us, call us up. You know, if you're shy, you can shoot a text. But you can also jump into the stew pot. And the stew pot is what others call a chat room. Because we're fancy on kevinstew.com. When you go there, you just scroll down, you'll see the stew pot. It's the chat room. It's available also. So you can remain anonymous or you can put your name so we know who we're interacting with. All we ask is that you be respectful. All right. So, Rashima. Yeah. Take us on this journey, if if you will. Now, this is not one of those journeys that 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 many people even take the time out to think about too hard, let alone talk about. You know, they 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 typically we shy away from things like this. So, if you could please take us down this journey into pregnancy and the scary taboo discussion into pregnancy loss okay so um i was the first time mom at 37 so Mm -hmm. that automatically made me a high-risk pregnancy so while being high-risk um, we have more appointments, you deal with more doctors and specialists and things of that sort. So we found out we were pregnant maybe at like eight weeks. And because my pressure was high initially, I was admitted the very first time because my pressure was too high. So I had a talk with my OB and we kind of worked on it between the OB and the cardiologist on a plan. So we got the plans together, everything was going smoothly. Um, And the first thing that we were told was make it to 24 weeks because that's when the baby is considered viable. That's when, you know, you would be, they would do whatever they could medically to make sure that the baby was okay. Well, we passed the 24-week mark, doing great. He's meeting all the all the stages that he's supposed to meet. He was always eight of eight. So at week 33, went to do an ultrasound, then followed up with my OB, and his fluid was low, but they weren't too concerned because if it gets, I think if it gets below like, 20 or something like that that's when you know they will be concerned with maybe inducing pregnancy so week 34 34 weeks and i want to say maybe three or four days my pressure was the best that it had been i literally thought i felt him and doing the ultrasound by this point you're able to know um, where the heartbeat actually is when they put you on the screen once they're doing all the checks, vitals, and all that stuff. Well, I noticed that where his heart would have been, it was empty. But, you know, they're like, oh, maybe he's on his side, you know, just 
just roll over. So in this process, the ner- the tech leaves, which in my whole pregnancy, that never happened. So automatically I'm nervous, but I'm like, okay, whatever. It's still nothing. So then the doctor comes in and says, I'm sorry to inform you, there's no heartbeat. Well, that was very strange because again, like I said, I knew for a fact I will put my life on the line that I felt the heartbeat prior to going to that appointment. Um, so then I was given the decision to either go home and then go to the hospital or go straight from the doc- the ultrasound office to the hospital. Well, I caught my OB. Of course, the devastation was unreal. Um, and then I went home, cried my entire heart out and the following day went to the hospital to get ready to deliver well i never got over two centimeters um they tried the balloon they tried the toasting they tried everything well at that point he had already been gone for maybe three four days so it was getting risky. I had to do a emergency C-section because at that point they were worried about infections and things of that sort. So we go get prepped for surgery. Um, and I basically delivered, I basically delivered my son dead, basically. Um, and then there was still a part of me because the one thing that I kept asking them was to make sure he didn't look like he was gone. And they put him under the light. And for a split second, I thought he was still alive because, you know, you're under heavy anesthesia and you're thinking, okay, this, maybe they're wrong. Maybe that that's not the case. Maybe his heart started again and that was not the case. So we got to spend maybe four or five hours with him. And then they took him. Wow. Yeah. This was 34 weeks. So your typical pregnancy is because it, it 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 always gets gets me. You you counting pregnancy was a you know your nine your nine months of pregnancy, and the moment you get pregnant, they start counting weeks. And so now this conversion thing has to happen. You have to become a math- mathematician for at least half, well, three quarters of a year, and figure it out. But this is what two months shy of full term eight weeks shy of full term yeah pretty much yeah so at at this point in most pregnancies you know if you had to deliver you could but mm-hmm. here came this phenomenon of no heartbeat. 
and I say phenomenon because you weren't really given an explanation as to how that happened. They just said he stopped. It just stopped. And I, I can tell you all this off the bat. We're going to have another part to this because we're going to have to look at the, the, the medical side to this. Tonight, we're of, of, of pregnancy loss. Tonight, we're looking at the psychological, emotional side. Because mm-hmm. there, there, there were a lot of things going on here. First, the discovery of the pregnancy. What was that like for you? Oh, very surprising because at that point we were together 17 years and my bonus son mm-hmm. was basically an adult. He was actually, no, he was graduating from high school because this happened COVID. So this happened kind of the beginning. It was the beginning because I found out in March. So this is when the world was actually shutting down. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I took maybe 10, 15 pregnancy tests. Um, yeah. That's a lot of tests. I know it's a lot of tests, but I couldn't believe it. It was very much a big surprise. Wait, so you, you did like 10 tests after the initial test? I still have them, actually. All of them. All of them. Okay. <laughs> um, Sonny, we're going to have to talk about that one <laughs> a little bit later on. <laughs> um, so, when, when you were told, okay, um, there is something going on here. We're not finding a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. What was that like? Because first you were surprised when you got pregnant. Mm-hmm. Almost in disbelief, hence the 15 pregnancy tests. Mm-hmm. And so now you're going through, you're enjoying, you're doing everything that, 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 pregnant mothers would do mm-hmm. I'm, I'm suspecting yes very much take us take us through the the prep process for you <sighs> prep process so the first thing i bought was a pack of onesies and it was they were so small I remember the color they are, they were cream and brown and it said, hi mommy, hi daddy on it. Mm. And I, I was ecstatic. Like there was nothing to tell me that he wasn't going to be here. So I waited um, until Mother's Day to tell everybody. Mm. I, Cause again, we were home, so nobody knew. So nobody had to see me, nothing like that. So right, right. I did it. Um, and yeah, and then it was kind of a blur because I still was sick. Um, just because that first trimester was hell, like it just it was hell. Um, but once I got to the second trimester, I was feeling good, I was, I was definitely feeling good. Um, my pressure was 
Okay, so let me back up a little bit. Mm. So initially, I didn't know that I had a high blood pressure issue. So the high blood pressure was present before the pregnancy. And so when I got admitted that first time, I met a cardiologist and he started a regimen, but it still wasn't working because the pressure still was just like through the roof. So honestly, my pressure did not get managed until the beginning of the third trimester when I also switched my OB because I never saw my actual OB um, the first person maybe one time, two at the max. Um, so you would think a high-risk pregnancy, you should be, like, y'all should be besties at this point. There should mm. be open communication, things like that. So that didn't happen. Um, so when I met my current OB, um, it just felt right. And so at that point, um, we were good. Medicine was working. Baby, again, he was doing amazing. Heartbeat was always strong when I heard it. Um, like I said, there was never really a moment when I was like, oh, this is when his heart stopped. Because there was no pain, there was no bleeding, there was no leaking. There wasn't a moment that I can pinpoint and say, I know when this happened. Um, yeah, but just being pregnant was amazing. My belly was a perfect size. Like it was just, it was, yeah, it was everything that you wish for in your first pregnancy. There's a, there's a perfect size. It was. It was very round. Like you, like you see some women that are pregnant and their belly is like long. Like it's either long this way, or it's just, you know, <laughs> out of shape. <laughs> but my boy was the perfect circle. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so here here you are in, enjoying it and then the bomb drops. Yes, bomb drops. And I, 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 I can see that this still very much affects you today. So you had to go back. You went through the process, delivered. Um, take us through your life at a point where you're going in to deliver. Your expectations, your thoughts, your emotions. G- give us a little bit of insight into that, please. Sure. Um. So again, we're talking 34 weeks. We're talking huge belly at this point, wobbling and anything that you can imagine somebody at about six, seven, eight months, whatever it was. Um, And then of course you see me and the first thing you say is congratulations. So I lose it in the lobby because you have to go through the lobby to get upstairs. So I lose it. Hmm. Um, And then I have to keep explaining why I'm here. And it was it was very much an out of body experience because at the same time my grandma was passing away by herself in the hospital and not many people have their grandparents in their 30s 
So not only am I losing my first son, I'm also losing the the, the best part of me. Um, so I couldn't really properly grieve. I'm going to be honest, I couldn't properly grieve either one of them because it was happening simultaneously. Mm. Um, so we get there. The nurses are amazing. And they made sure to, you know, always check on me, make sure I was comfortable. They even, which I am so grateful for them, they were like, let's do another ultrasound. Just, just let's do another one to make sure. Because again, that, that's not really, it, it's more common than a lot of people think, but it's not something that you get used to. So mm-hmm. they did the ultrasound. They definitely confirmed he had no heartbeat. They hooked me up to machines. Um, and then we started the, the laboring part of it. And like I said, I never was dilated because he wasn't ready to come out. And the worst part of this was that the OB, the first one, had to come and do something what's called a balloon, which is something they put inside of you to try to get you to contract. Mm -hmm. And it was the most uncomfortable situation I could have been in because I blamed him, which you do because of the fact that you were supposed to take care of us and you didn't take care of us and by the time i went to go get the proper care in my eyes it was already too late because after he was delivered we did the autopsy and again there wasn't a real definition or a real cause of death Mm -hmm. but the only thing they could tell me was that he fought his entire 34 weeks and four days of life that his environment, meaning the sense um, sorry about that. I live near some train tracks. Okay. Um, his placenta, the uterus, none of those things were fit for him because of the high blood pressure. Mm. Um, and then he also that the first, the first bowel movement they make, he actually did it inside, which is also not normal right but my baby was four pounds two ounces he had all his fingers all his toes he literally looked like he was sleeping Mm. i'm i'm gonna have you pause for a moment Mm -hmm. while i have this thought in my head sonny um rashima mentioned blame in her story in, in, in this part of the story here and not being too happy with her OB at, at this point from a professional standpoint when dealing with with, with the grief process does she have like uh, a, a position here to say, boy, you know, I, I, I blame you for this. Sure. Well, first of all, I want to thank you for having me on. I'm so grateful, you know, to be able to 
to share. So I want to thank Rashima for sharing her story. I thank you for being you know, so courageous that you can lend your, your story that's going to help so many. Mm-hmm. Let, me knock your, let me knock your socks off. I was talking to a trauma nurse this morning. This is today, this morning, talking mm-hmm. to a trauma nurse. And she was really down. And I was like, what's going on? And she said, I just saw a 21-year-old basically lose her life because of medical error by the doctor. Mm. She gave the she, 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 a 21-year-old gave birth. Um, the, the child survived, the, 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 the baby survived, but this 21-year-old, for all I know, she probably did not make it. I bring that up because this nurse and I were talking about medical malpractice. We were talking about medical errors. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. your question, does Rashima have a point? Emphatically, yes, because mm-hmm. she was in a professional's care. Mm. And moreover, Rashima, I'm sure you could speak to this, 34 weeks. I know what I felt. I know what I was going through. You can't tell me. I know what bond was being created. And so to have the bombshell dropped on you, um, it's like perfectly normal to try to say, okay, there's a cause and effect for everything. So what then is the cause behind this? Mm-hmm. Give it 34 weeks. So yes, Rashima can clearly have a finger to point at, and there's even a name and a person, which of course you know we want to hear. But right, it's right. this is unfortunately, yeah, something that is not too uncommon, let's say. And to further the point, it's not too uncommon with certain people groups. I think I'll let you figure out where I'm going there with that. Mm. And so many words I'm saying yes, yeah, both to you, Rashima, and yes to all the parents out there that have lost children. And sometimes it's, um, I was talking to another guy, I got so many stories, but I was talking to another guy who just celebrated actually, um, not celebrated, but was memorializing the, 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 the one year anniversary of, of a miscarriage. And I, I, he was saying, my my baby's death was preventable. Mm. It was preventable, but, and then he was talking about the lawsuit that he has pending right now. But just again, to just further the point, you know, I hear these stories and it's not out of the realm of possibility that um, there's merit to Rashima's story and so many others. So, um, the 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 her you, you can't nobody can really fault her for placing blame pointing a finger nor should they no. um and and that's one thing that you can take solace in rashima so here you are you went in now you have to come out <laughs> <laughs> The worst day, like, uh, and the reason why it's a little bit, the reason why I'm a little bit emotional is because my baby would actually be turning three on November 7th. So, yeah. Mm. Um, 
it's the worst feeling. Is it? Is it's probably worse than walking in to do the delivery because I'm getting ruled out with just a box. That was it, a box. Yeah. No, no baby, no car seat, no nothing. No, no nothing. So that was the most agonizing thing. And then to have a C-section on top of that is even worse because not only is it emotional, there's also physical pain because I literally just got cut open, mm-hmm. baby taken out, sewed back together, and patted on my butt to go home, literally. So yeah, it's horrible. What was it like when you went home that first month or two? Take us into you, into your life at at that point. Because you're still working in in this whole time. Yeah. Well, by the time I... So, the craziest part is is that I was supposed to be on maternity leave. And so, I called and I told only like two or three people. And so I immediately got put on maternity leave, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this point, I was the only one home during the day. So during the day, I literally cried and cried and cried. Um, and then I'll say about hmm, three or four o'clock in the afternoon, go upstairs, take a shower, put on a happy face. Because again, there's this look that you get from people that is the worst look ever. It's a look of pity, it's a look of sadness, it's the look of devastation. It, it's, it's, it's almost like you're walking to death row, like walking to the executioner. Because mm-hmm. these people are looking at you, they don't know what to say, they don't know if you're gonna cry, they don't know if you're gonna scream, like they don't know. And again, mm-hmm they don't know and you can't blame them for it so i'm putting on a happy face to make them comfortable um yeah and i never i'm never going to sit here and say i contemplated suicide because i didn't um it was more so i just wanted him because we had been together me and him for 34 weeks, you know, and that was a, he knew me from the inside mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I just wanted him. That was it. Just him. So I, it was a blur. People, some people would talk to me. I would look through them. I knew when to laugh. I knew when to respond, but it was of no substance. Just like, going through you know, the motions. Just going through the motions. So. It it didn't end there though. It, it, you know, it it wasn't just that 
you had this pregnancy experience that that didn't go all the way and it ended there and life resumed back to just being Rashima alone. Mm-hmm. Take us through where well, before you get to where you are now, what did you do for you? What did you do to help you to to move past this point? This 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 to get you through this grieving process? Well, I'm still grieving. Three years yeah. out, I'm still grieving. It's not I can see that. something that's ever yeah, it's not something that's gonna ever change. Um but what I did do was I took the advice from my boss because she knew me prior to, and so she was like, go to counseling. And I'm like, what the F are these people going to tell me about losing my son? Like, what you going to tell me? Mm-hmm. You going to tell me all the textbook stuff? You're going to tell me, oh, it's going to be okay and go through the stage of grief. And it's So I was very much against it. Um, but I did give it a try. And then, funny enough, um there's a there's a program called healthy kids or healthy something and i randomly got a, a letter in the mail a pilot like they were um, offering their condolences and she was like you know just call me we want to sit down have a conversation with you just to kind of figure out what happened and how we can help moving forward so i had the conversation with them and one of the things that i stressed is that regardless of the age of the person, these things should be told to you to expect it. Because like I said, going in, I'm very naive. Even though I was 37, never been pregnant in my life, I didn't know what being pregnant meant. You know what I mean? Like, you know that you get pregnant, you go to the doctor, you follow what they tell you, and then at the end, you're going to have a kid. Um, Mm -hmm. But there was never a deep discussion of what the what the bad side of it is um and so she said i know that you're struggling and i want you to join this group so i joined group i was maybe a week Mm -hmm. a week out um in group and individual therapy saved my life it it definitely got me here um I am going to say the the actual um, therapist I had, it wasn't that she was a bad therapist, but I felt like it was really textbook because she had no kids. So she couldn't really understand why I felt the way I felt, but she did the best that she could. Like she gave me some really great tools to use. Mm-hmm. And then along with grief counseling, it definitely helped because I got to see and meet really great parents um, who unfortunately lost their kids at different stages. Um, there were a, there were a few that had stillbirths. Um, there were ones who babies passed away when they were born or were here and then passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thank God now that he didn't allow my son to be born. Because I feel like if he would have had allowed him to be born, I probably would have been committed. Because that's a, there's no way that you can birth this child 
have this child and then have to say goodbye to a child. So I was grateful for that. I definitely was grateful that he just, you know, just kind of went to sleep and that was it. Hmm. So counseling for sure, for sure, plays a big part in who I am right now, three years out. I, I tell everybody, you know, go to counseling. Even if you think everything is gravy, go to counseling. Mm-hmm. I, for sure. I, 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 counseling helps me realize who I am today. So, and I, I didn't have a tra- such a, a, a traumatic experience like that. My trauma came with, mm-hmm. with, with moving to a brand new country. <laughs> that's that's For sure. pretty much the, the deepest my trauma has, had been. And, well, mm-hmm. and, and the breakup with my, my boy's mother. You know, moving away from them, but mm-hmm. yeah. So it, nothing compared to what you went through. Mm-hmm. So going into to to group therapy, because you, you mm-hmm. said there were others that mm-hmm. have been through the things that you had been through. How, mm-hmm. You you say it saved you. How how so? How was it the the fact that you had people that now you could relate to and prior to that you felt like nobody knows this but me? Definitely. Definitely. And the love was genuine and if I if I needed to cry, I can cry and not have to worry about consoling somebody else in the room. You know what I mean? Like it was easier for me to start the actual grief process. Mm-hmm. because I was able to relate to them. Of course, you know, everybody's story was different, but it definitely, it definitely helped. It definitely helped. You said you didn't have to console some, you didn't have to cry and console someone else? Mm-hmm. What, what, do you, what do you mean? So, it's a thing. Like, so when you hear that, right, you hear, oh, my God, you lost your baby. And then they're crying or they're more upset than you. And me just being who I am, I'm looking at you like, whoa, how you think I feel? <laughs> like, you over here falling apart. What, what you think about me? Like, mm. you cry by yourself. I need you to be strong for me at this point. And it never happened like that. When people spoke with you or mm-hmm. to you, mm-hmm. did did any of them say things that made you look at them? Want to punch them in their throat? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. that. Yeah, let's go with that. Sure. <laughs> sure. Things, things like what these people would say? Things like God makes no mistakes and you'll have another one and if it, when are you trying for another one? And just like, I think the worst one, honestly, out of all of that was the God makes no mistakes. Because of course I'm God fearing. I, I, I know that he makes no mistakes, but you then, your rational brain is like, well, why would he take that innocent baby? And then to even go a step further, why would you take a healthy baby that I wanted 
but you let the crackheads babies stay alive and go through withdrawal. You know what I mean? So mm. you literally are questioning everything that you want to know. Yeah. 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 The Sonny, is 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 there like a bunch of things that people should not say to a, a parent that has gone through something like this? Is it is there a thing that you can say your 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 good things to say and versus your bad things to say? Is there any such thing? Well, you know, Gloria Estevan had a song called "The Words Get in the Way." Yes. In that song, if you remember, she was going through a breakup. She had a loss. And she says, I try to say I love you, but the words get in the way. So I, this morning, I got news that a dear friend of mine just lost his mother. She died in a horrific car accident over the weekend. Mm, sorry. And I text him. I said, I'm dumbfounded. I'm speechless. And I have no words. Just know that your boy is here for you, my presence. Mm -hmm. There are times when you notice a person is, you know, on a ventilator, you know, you know, probably on a, on a life support. And all you can do is just be there. There aren't words. Definitely. I believe that in trying to express empathy, if not maybe sympathy, our, we put our foot in our mouth. Mm -hmm. I say we, we can all make this mistake. We feel that we should say something that is of great value to this person. We should say something that's curative and that is going to bring healing. And the words get in the way. Because <laughs> they will say the wrong thing, even though mm -hmm. our intentions are well. We mean well. And so, like they say, you know, when a person gives you a gift, it's, you know, it's the thought that counts. Which is why many times, at best, the only words that we can say is, my thoughts and prayers are with you. Right. So going back to what Rashima had to endure, and that is God don't make no mistake. <laughs> and that seems comforting, but it isn't because it does raise theological questions, or as Rashima put it, a crisis of faith. Well, if God don't make no mistake, then why bother allowing me to get pregnant to begin with? Right. You hit it on the head. Like, mm -mm -mm. Why, why put the tree in the garden if you know I can't mess with that fruit? Mm -hmm. That's theology. I'm here for psychology. <laughs> <laughs> psychology here does look at, and uh, I'm wrestling with my belief system now, mm -hmm. which leads to what I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, to all the mothers that, you know, you know, unfortunately lost a child and thank God for Rashima, you know, sharing her story tonight. And that is, and I would love for Rashima to speak to this, and that is a loss like this, one of the words that I don't often hear associated with the loss of, 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 of an unborn child or a child that was born is the word disappointment. I like mm. words because words for me take me back. I have to look at the etiology and the history of how the word came to be. And that word for me is a compound word. It's dis, that's the prefix, and the word appointment. Rashima had an appointment. She had a due date. Right. I'm going to finally meet him. 
We've been dating for these 34 weeks. Yeah. He's getting to know me. I'm getting to know him. Hmm. Break up. What do you mean we breaking up? <laughs> well, what do you mean? What do you mean he's ghosting me? That's a disappointment. And and when I think about disappointment, you know, I, you know, I looked it up. The the edit the the, the 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 original term is to undo an appointment. It's another word, canceling of an appointment. Right. I bring that up because what does that mean? Then my expectation, the one that Rashima was talking about when she first caught news, for real, stop playing. It's gonna happen. You went from the highest of highs. To the lowest of the descending to the lowest of lows. Mm. You know the old saying, children bury their parents, parents don't bury their children. Right. So the expectation was extremely high because of this appointment that she had. And so when you when that when that disappointment occurs, and Rashima, please, you know, take over here, I think that's when the hope is crushed. Hope is just is dashed. But to answer your question, um, Kevin, and definitely I would love to hear from Mishima on the idea, the concept of disappointment, or moreover, the experience of disappointment. Yeah, that that you hit it on the head because the disappointment was real. Like you, you just it's it's you. It's like it's no words, honestly, because again, they. How it's presented to you is wrapped in a bow. Get through the first trimester. Don't share the news with anyone. Don't say anything about it. Once you get to the second trimester, it's smooth sailing. You'll be fine. You'll meet your baby. And that's what you're waiting for. So you're disappointed first in yourself. Like, I was disappointed. Um, Mm -hmm. Because you're like, how can the vessel that is supposed to nurture him and create him while waiting for him to come earth side can't do its job it it failed me it it definitely failed me because i'm like i'm eating right i gained no weight i lost weight during pregnancy i took the iron pills which were disgusting i exercised i went to all the appointments. I made sure not to sleep on one side too long. I did the kick counts. I did everything that was told of me. I did it. So why is he not here? And so you definitely blame. You blame is out of this world. Like you will forever blame yourself because Mm -hmm. you are trying to search for and figure out when it happened. Some people are able to say, hey, you know, I started bleeding. Hey, I I didn't feel him move. Oh, that's another thing. So let me back up a little bit. So there's two ways that they, there's a few ways, but with him, he was behind the placenta. So basically you have your stomach, you have the placenta and then the baby. So for me, that meant that he could have been kicking like crazy, but I only felt maybe two of the kicks or three of the kicks. So there was never a point where I could consistently say, hey, he moved for these 
10 kick count because you don't feel it as often as a mom whose baby is in the front or on the side or wherever else they can be. Mm-hmm. So that was another thing that was never told to me. I didn't find that out until after the fact. Because now you you kind of turn into a doctor at this point because now you're learning all these things and all these facts and what could have been and what should have been. And maybe and I found all this information out too late, in my opinion. When as moving as you were moving through navigating this space, hearing all the failed attempts at at consolation mm-hmm. because and I, I, one of the reasons I love talking with Sonny is his music reference Sonny's good but Sonny's good now listen now Sonny I might have to you know you might have a new patient <laughs> <laughs> well yeah he is good he is good like that and um, he he has a book and later on we'll talk a little bit about the book but it, it's simply titled life sucks or does it and th- this is one of those sucky moments in life so here you have people that are trying to 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 offer words of encouragement hey you know at least he can try again at at least this or you know the 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 Oh, God wanted another angel. Uh, and <laughs> All the things that cause these dissonance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then something happened that you were not so unfamiliar with. Mm-hmm. So here you have the loss of your baby, the mm-hmm. process of dealing with grief, which is, is long going. Um, mm-hmm. I have a cousin listening in right now who had to do what we were talking about, had to say goodbye to her child. Mm-hmm. The difference is she had her child left us as an adult and it's it's what, a little bit over a year now that that happened so we're still dealing with that but for you a little bit after a year something else happened So, take us into this other transition. So, after that, I immediately, after losing him, got the clearance from OB. And we were like, okay, we're going to jump back in and try for baby number two. Well, baby number two didn't happen. So, this is 38, 39, baby number two didn't happen. So I'm just like, ah, okay, you know, it is what it is. I'm not going to stress about it. You know, we have a bunch of kids, like godchildren, nieces. And, and then one day I'm like, well, 
hmm, what's, what's going on? Where is it? So one day at work, out of those 15 million pregnancy tests, there was one left. So go to the bathroom at my place of employment. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just stressed out. I'm not worried about anything. And then I see the second line and I legit pass out. <laughs> like, <laughs> I run to my boss office, slide down the wall, like very dramatic. <laughs> very dramatic. <laughs> slide down the wall and we got pregnant. Now here's the difference. So at this point I am third. How old am I? Because I'm 41 or 41. So I was like 39, some, mm-hmm. some crazy number. So, and I find out at four weeks. I don't know not too many people that legit find out that they're pregnant at four weeks. That was the longest pregnancy of my life. And I have a rainbow baby that actually is turning one in about 40 something minutes. Mm. But that process was so pregnancy after loss is a totally different beast. So now you are still grieving. You have new life. The pregnancy test doesn't really surprise you because you've been pregnant. So you're like, okay, I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I go through a roller coaster. I legit, nobody knew. The only people that knew really and truly were the people that worked because at this point we're back in the office from COVID. Belly is getting huge. I'm hiding from the outside world because, of course, now you have this added pressure of making sure that this baby comes. Like, through hell or high water, this baby has to come. Mm-hmm. So I'm dodging everybody. Um, and my OB, kudos to my OB. Like, I got to shout her out. She thought the facing is a amazing individual. Um, so I find out, call her. We instantly schedule um, visits every week from week four up until week 37. I had a visit with her. I legit had a visit with her. And then the following week or two, I would have a visit with high risk. Um, I saw every ologist, a cardiologist, a baby heart cardiologist, a hematologist, everybody that you can think of, I saw them. Um, and then in the middle of all of this, I do the genetic testing. So again, genetic testing happens for most people when you're, you know, 35. That was probably damn near just as traumatizing as finding out saying he has no heartbeat because now they're telling me, oh, and it's another boy. So now they're telling me, oh, he has trisomy, whatever. Now, most people know about the 10, 13 or whatever the other one is. Now they're calling out a random number of trisomy and then another something. So as soon as I get the results, I I text them to my OB. I'm like, what does this mean? Because now they're telling me, oh, he shouldn't be alive. And I'm 14 weeks at this point. They're like, oh, well, if it's not baby, it's mom. Mom may have cancer. And I'm thinking, what? WTF? Like, what are we talking about here? (laughs) So mom is now, like I said, seeing the hematologist. And they then say, you know what? Let's give you blood thinners, I think it was. So 
I forgot what it had to be week 14. So from week 14 up until a few days before delivery, I stuck myself in the belly every day with blood thinners. So I am still taking high blood pressure medicine. I have had to get about three or four iron infusions because I can't take the pills at this point because they're too strong. Um, I'm on the cancer floor. Like it, it, it was a lot. Like it was a lot. And I never really got attached to him because I always felt like they were gonna tell me the same thing. So mm. at one point I break down and I buy a Doppler. So the Doppler helps me, but it also makes me nervous because of course I'm not a professional. And of course, he's the same way as his big brother. He's behind. So now I have to figure out where he is. So some days I will lose his heartbeat. And so then I'm panicking because I'm like, oh, crap. Like, where is his heartbeat at? Mm. So then, you know, they tell you what to do. Rub here. Drink some more to learn your side. Um, so, yeah. And then I begged. I begged. I begged. I was like, why can't we take him out at 34? why can't we take him out before the 30 week 34 week mark and they were like well we can't do it i said you guys are already giving me um the steroids for his lungs lungs are developed you, he's making good progress let's just take him out like i i don't trust me i don't trust this vessel to get him here so let's go ahead get him out and then y'all can take care of him in the NICU i'm okay with him being in the NICU and they're like no Shima, we can't do that let's try to push to 38 weeks i'm like i can't handle no 38 weeks like i'm barely surviving right now so um and i still pressure was still amazing like i felt great after that first trimester still you know didn't gain any weight my ob um just was like look we can't control your age we can't control you being black we can't control you being a woman you know what i mean like she's telling me all the mm. things we can't do and she's just like listen what we can do is we can control this weight and we can control this high blood pressure and we can control when you see this baby so then um i don't know what she said the stars the moon everything aligned and we were like okay you can deliver at 37 weeks okay great so the day of delivery this is because I went to a teaching, you know, they all most hospitals are all teaching hospitals. They lose his heartbeat. Mm. She's running late. I am freaking out because she, we were supposed to deliver at 12. 12 rolls around, she's not here. I'm calling her office, I'm texting her. She's like, I'm on the way. I had a family emergency. So she comes, I see her, she was like, This is it. I'm going to scrub in. We will have a baby shortly. So we go, we scrub in. I'm like, but you can't scrub in until my mom gets here. My mom needs to be here. So my mom is there. Okay, she's scrubbing. We're getting ready. We get the anesthesia. Um, and the whole while, I'm still nervous. Like, I am extremely nervous. And she was like, okay, he's about to be here in maybe like two, three minutes. And I hold my breath. And I hear the best sound that I could possibly hear, which is my love crying. Mm. Um, because I waited for that. 
Like, I did not let my breath go until I heard that cry. And when I heard that cry, I'm like, God, you are amazing. I, I, I had faith that my story wouldn't end with me losing my first son. Um, so he was born November 2nd at 3.33 p.m. He was born with two teeth. Um, they had to take one of the teeth out, one of the tooth out because it was too loose. Um, and yeah, he has been the best part of me. Um, and then the guilt, the guilt kicks in again, because now I'm asking God, why did you make me this happy with him? I couldn't do this with his brother. So now in your head, you're going through all of the what ifs. So I go through the what ifs. I had another C-section. I couldn't go to the bathroom. So they're like, we can't let you leave until you go to the bathroom. And funny enough, again, you have to to put things into perspective. Um, once we delivered, we're in the room, you know, going through the motions, whatever, whatever. And the first OB has to come check because my my OB has to deliver another baby and he was like mm. hey and i'm like hey mm. like why are you here why why couldn't they find somebody else to, to come in here to check my stitches and stuff but you know i i i was proud of myself i let him check and he said congratulations but you could tell in his eyes that he knew he messed up from before and he didn't want to kind of acknowledge the mess up so kept kept it short and sweet and then left right. um yeah so sonny this part about the guilt of being happy with this new life you know <laughs> You're here it is the new child has come the first child didn't make it the second child did you're happy but now you're guilty that you're happy uh, take us because you 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 did the school thing and the book thing for this so 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 help us get a better grasp of this one sonny Sure. Well, let's just take a listen to the language from Rashima. Rashima said, I did not trust my vessel. Mm. A vessel in this case is like a boat, a boat that has a delivery, literally. Mm -hmm. And it has, and it's carrying precious cargo. But this vessel is untrustworthy. Mm -hmm. Rashima had lost faith. She had lost hope. She had experienced the worst of the worst. So just her anxiety, her stress made the pregnancy probably that much more difficult. But it was the case because this was my experience. We can even consider it PTSD. She was traumatized. And so mm -hmm. she is only responding to what her experience was before. I think it's natural. And moreover, while we say guilt, there's also a case of we're not going to F this one up this time. <laughs> we're going to make sure that this cargo is delivered. Right. Even if we got to deliver it prematurely, we're delivering this cargo. Right. So I think the struggle that you're seeing of both guilt, 
That is, I haven't forgiven myself for what mm -hmm. happened with my first son. And Rashima said it earlier, I don't think I'll ever forgive myself. You know, Rashima, um, my wife's first, our first pregnancy was a loss. Yeah, and we are, <laughs> you know, like you, you know, we, we have three children, you know, later. Um, and my wife to this day, if we do like a family tree, hey, don't forget. I was, oh yeah, you're, you're right. You're mm -hmm. right. Because you don't forget it. And moreover, you don't want to live to regret it. Correct. So you want to make sure if I get a second chance at this, we're going to make sure that the delivery is delivered. And we're mm -hmm. going. So I think when I heard Rashima said, I didn't trust the vessel. I think that says a lot. Very similarly to with the first pregnancy, I heard Rashima say, I lost it. It was a point where I lost it. And that's the thing that can happen with the loss of a child is that we lose it. We can lose a sense of purpose. We can even now, we may not be suicidal, but we probably may start questioning life. Mm -hmm. In some cases, okay. it's what we call survivor's remorse. How is it I made it, made it and they didn't make it? Right. Man, Sonny, you you on you on point because I when it when I lost him, I said, but we can trade. Like I literally was bargaining with God. I'm like, look, bring him back and you can have me. Mm -hmm. Because at this point, I've done what I needed to do. You know what I mean? Like let him come and yeah. make his impact on the world. Cause I knew he was gonna be great. Like I knew it. I felt it. So definitely, you you bargain, you man, you willing to sell your soul for that that loss? Like you and, are legit. And, and as you know, Rashima, that's that's one of the phases that they consider in the grieving process is the bargaining part. Like, come mm -hmm. on, God, let's make a deal. You know, it, it, it's what you often hear from mothers who have lost sons to gun to gun violence to you, you name it. It's you know, he had a he or she had a whole life ahead of them. Mm -hmm. And to that relative of yours, you know, Kevin, who's watching, mm -hmm. you know, if I could trade places, I would. Because I've already lived. I've I I've been here, I've seen, I've lived for a little bit. Yeah. But why can't and that speaks to life doesn't suck. It doesn't suck. Because I'm willing to exchange my life just so you can experience this existence. Mm -hmm. I want you to be here. You know, one of the one of the really interesting things about this coming together of this broadcast tonight. My little cousin, her birthday would her earth date <laughs> would also be the second of November. And my cousin just reminded me of that. Wow. She had put, she just put in the chat. Yanisha's birthday would be in the next 40 minutes. And Rashima's son, his earth date is in the next 40 minutes. The one that is here now. Sonny, I didn't even know that you lost your first child. And 
it's interesting because I reached out to a few people that are professionals in the industry and I heard back from you. And even when we were talking about it, you never mentioned it. And one of the things that I, I, I was grateful to get a man because I wanted someone that could speak to how men could be better in something like this. Because most of us don't have the tools. And you, 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 you bring a lot to this particular presentation because one you're a man as far as we can tell and <laughs> you're a professional in in your <laughs> psychology is your thing and you've had the experience and not many of us can say they've had that first hand experience I've had the experience with with the loved ones losing someone, losing a child. But I've never experienced it. So whereas I can empathize, I don't have that experience. I can't tell you how it felt when I was disappointed. And so often we 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 are afraid to use certain words we they're a part of our vocabulary for a reason we can use them we're afraid mm -hmm. to express ourselves it's okay this is how you're feeling at this point in time and nobody can tell you that you cannot feel this way mm -hmm. and so i can say boy you know i have an idea how you feel whereas Rashima, I, 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 I can't tell you how to feel with losing a child, but I can tell you how I feel with not having any parents. Right. Losing them both. You know, so... To hear it from someone who's been through it, and, and, and here is Sonny, who helps people to get through it. But Sonny, who helped you? My wife. <laughs> we had to be there for each other, you know. Um, and when it's your first child, you know, it's all new. You don't, you know, this is before I was a therapist. Mm -hmm. So this is not like, you know, and, and who cares? Even if I was a therapist, you're a human right. first. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. So you're a human being. And so, first of all, you kind of keep it private. You know, that's one thing mm -hmm. because it, maybe Rashima may have experienced this, but maybe there's a sense of, you know, I think I did hear it in, in Rashima's story, a sense of failure. Like, damn, we failed. We didn't, we did not completely complete the failed. mission. Yeah. Mission, mission aborted, literally mission aborted. Right. Mm. Right. Um, and, and, and so there's, there's a sense of you're alone in it because you don't want to really put it out there. Now, for, you know, in this day and age, it's very different. You know, people are putting it on social media. They're broadcasting it. And so right. they're getting a lot of, you know, if you will, condolences from people who don't even know them mm. or can really connect with them. But I guess it counts for something. Yeah. So if you're a private person, you pretty much are dealing with it alone. And for me, I dealt with it 
privately with my wife. Um, in fact, I, it was so private. My mother, I don't think she ever knew. <laughs> I don't think we ever even told her. We, we, did, we certainly didn't tell our, our siblings. We kept it. We just mm. kept it between us. And I think for a lot of guys and for a lot of folks, it's let me be here for my girlfriend or for my wife. Let me be here for the mother. Yeah. So as a guy, you you know, your job is put away whatever you're thinking or feeling because you have to attend to the person who was carrying the child, the one who did most of the work. Right. You right. Know? And so I, 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 don't, I don't think it's surprising that we might compartmentalize it and just quickly, you know, archive it somewhere, because if you're a leader, you're a man. All right. It's fix the problem. So how do mm -hmm. I make my wife, how do I make my girlfriend, how do I make this mother happy again? And it can be a very difficult time. A lot of couples don't even survive it. Facts. Right. Because, now that is so true. Yeah, because th this my, the man might become the scapegoat. Mm -hmm. I need to, like you said earlier, we're grappling with, I need an answer. So I might blame medical professionals. I might blame myself for the pregnancy. I drank. I may, maybe I was watching too much reality TV. You know, we're, we're looking for something to point the finger at and to, because we need an explanation. Because why? We had an appointment. Mm. So for guys, I would say first it's, it's, it's okay to hurt. It's completely okay to hurt. And hurting means, you know, what's the song by the OJs? You know, say we cry. We cry together. Mm -hmm. Maybe we mourn our child together. But what can happen is the dude can bottle up the feelings and he's out here just maybe even drinking it away, playing basketball to get away from it. But either way, he's trying to get away from it. Mm -hmm. Whereas the mother... Who was in it because the child was in her yeah she is in a whole heap of of, of emotional turmoil and for the, for a lot of guys you know i you know emotions come on yeah i gotta, I gotta g up like I, I i can't be out here you know acting like her right mm -hmm. so not all guys of course you know some 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 men definitely grieve and they, and, and they hurt. So to make a, to answer, I'm sorry for the long-winded answer, oh, but no. essentially it, it's, it's you get by through those persons. And, you know, later on, maybe as I speak a little bit about some of the um, coping tech techniques, I'll, I'll touch a lot more on it, but you do want to have some kind of support and someone that you can. And I think that there was a good friend of mine that um, I did remember, I remember talking to him and I remember him, you know, just like, yo, I got you, man. You're my guy, man. You know, it's all good. You know, and he was there. He didn't have all the right, all the right words, mm -hmm. but he was my friend. He was, that's my man. He was just there for me. And maybe a yeah. few others that I did kind of open up, up, up with about it. So to my men who are listening out there, you lost. It was not just the mother of the child who lost. You lost. Mm -hmm. You may feel lost. And I know you're called to be a leader and to have it together. But we don't always have the answers. And it's totally okay to not have an answer. And to be honest, mm -hmm. babe, I, I don't know what we're going to do. But I know for right now, we're just going to be here for each other. Mm -hmm. We're going to do it together. Yeah. You can't and, and that because again, and, and Rashima echoed it, this is a critical stage for a couple. 
It could a loss of a child can make or break them. Mm. That 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 sounds like a comment. I wanted to hear it. What was that, Rashima? No, I was saying what about the um that you can't fix it because that was and that another reason why I said I think grief counseling helped and I would recommend it for anybody going through a loss of male or female is because you are amongst people that understand. Again, the situation is definitely different. Your everybody's loss is different but you're able to grieve how you need to without judgment because I was happy for it for my husband to go to grief um, counseling because he was actually able to get those emotions out and realize like it's okay for me to cry it's okay for me to be sad it's okay for me to miss what my son could have been so for sure counseling together separately however you do it do it because it's definitely going to make a difference you know we as men often put on that 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 tough hard exterior like Sonny was just talking about i'll be the first one to tell you there's some cartoons that i watch these days and there's an emotional moment and i get teared up <laughs> I, I, I don't know i don't know if it's because i've gotten in touch with my inner self i've i've recognized that us and women apart from certain physical attributes we're the same thing you know so if you're gonna feel emotional feel emotional why 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 what because of how it looks stigma i don't know maybe people need to talk with people like sonny more or even sonny for that matter and you know and he'll he'll give you a song for it <laughs> if, you can't, if you can't relate to his words you'll relate to somebody else's and but it's it's tough it's not the end Though it feels like the end over and over and over again. Because you relive it. So here it is. You have a child with you now. Okay. That you are so happy to, to have. Mm -hmm. But you're so conflicted. Because you don't want to not grieve your first child mm -hmm. but you do want to celebrate your second child mm -hmm. how do you balance that out how do you get through the conflict sometimes I cry um because like I said, their birthdays are technically a few days apart. Less, so less than a week how, apart. Yeah. So I cry. Mm. Literally. Um, but I always talk about him because I feel like I'm the only one that's going to be able to keep his name and his likelihood 
out there. You know what I mean? Because eventually people are going to forget about him. And that's why my office is full of pictures of him, full of pictures of when I was pregnant with him, um, because he was a whole human. Like, he he lived. Um, so I definitely do that. Um, like, I... Yesterday was Halloween, and I definitely was in my feelings, but I had to be there for um, for my papa because it's his first Halloween. Mm. And I didn't want to not celebrate it, but I definitely wonder every day what their relationship would look like because of the fact that they're two years apart, you know? So he, he was going to have a best friend. Mm. So it's it's very much difficult. It's very difficult. Very. Sonny, both with your personal experience, professional experience, is there a way to separate the two? Is there a healthy way to merge the two? Is there a recommendation to deal with the two? Yeah, I, I believe there is. You know, and, and, and that is... He was here, you know, some people it's, it's a tattoo for other people. It's a T-shirt for other people. They find a way to, you know, memorialize this person, you know, this. And I say person, this person was here. This, mm-hmm. you know, you know I me, mean? I'm a firm believer of the soul. S-O-U-L. This soul was here. It's a really good movie in Disney. You said you like a tearjerker, right? It's a Disney <laughs> film called Soul. You know, with with um with Jamie Foxx. Yeah. You know, and if you know, if you notice in that movie, it kind of throws some ideas about, I guess, what the soul is before it comes into the body, the body of an infant. You mm-hmm. know, in that stomach, it's that soul wanted to be here. You know, yeah. and there's all kind of religious ideas and concepts that we can theorize, but we are able to reconcile. You know, the loss of one. And you know, and I, and I have to quickly go go quickly gra- grab this and, and and the gift of this other one. That's mm. exactly what it is, you know. Mm. And I'm gonna, I like to play around with words a lot. You know, a lot of my clients, but suddenly you always got some wordplay because I love words. Right. <laughs> that is, I counter grief with gift. You know, the great late. Teddy Pendergrass had a song called This Gift of Life. If you, ever, if you get a chance, please go play that song. This Gift of Life. And this, and, and in this song, Teddy is just really thankful mm. for everything that he had. At the, at, up until that point, he had hit after hit after hit. This is before the accident. <laughs> yeah. And he's just so thankful for life. And I would say for 34 weeks, gratitude. I'm grateful I had him. I'm grateful we had him. The world will miss out. But I know what I had for 34 weeks. I'm just grateful for that. Mm. It's difficult to be grateful when you're grieving because of your loss. But gratitude means, let me just consider what I had. 
And then part of that maybe for Rashima, Rashima now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's let me tell you about your older big brother. Let me tell you about him. Mm. This is how you create him. The same way you created him, you recreate him now. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like yesterday was the first, maybe one one of the many, you know, moments you are recreating for your now son with his older brother. Back in 2023, let me re- let me remind you, you went trick or treating with your big brother. <laughs> <laughs> There's this video game I played. I'm all over the place, guys. Bear with me. (laughs) (laughs) This video game is called Beyond Soul. Mm. The video game is about this character who has this telepathic ability where she can connect with this other force who you play with in the game. You're you're like playing with this ghost throughout the whole game, but you're also this this, this other young girl. And in the game, you play with her where she's a little kid, or she's a teenager, and she grows up with you throughout the whole game. Spoiler alert for all you go play the game. At the end of the game, the big cliffhanger or the big um what you will uh punchline of the whole of the whole game the is finale. Guess the soul was or this other energy was that she had energy she had access to this whole time. Hmm. It was her twin brother who died at birth. <laughs> oh wow! Crazy game, yeah, yeah. And it's this other, and she doesn't learn this until the end of the game, that this other entity that she had built this bond with was her twin brother. And so, when I'm talking to you, Rashima, maybe just maybe to someone else, it's a different type of story. But it's the idea of this soul that was here. It has a purpose and it served a purpose. And I'm going to give that soul meaning. It's the same thing we do for us who did survive, you know, um, childbirth. While it's a miracle, it is a miracle that we made it. You know, the great Bob Marley said, fighting on arrival, fighting for For survival. survival. We were fighting just to make it. When that sperm hit that egg, it was already in a competition just to hit the egg. And then once it penetrates the journey has just begun because now the the egg now has to go through this journey Mm -hmm. it was fighting on arrival fighting for survival for those of us that made it it's still a fight we're fighting to stay alive fighting to we're striving to thrive so Mm -hmm. i say now his younger brother can carry on his legacy in some way I think you've been blessed with a gift. And mm. it's a and it's a very inspirational story that you shared with us tonight, Rashima. It's one that I know is going to inspire and encourage so many women. Don't throw in the towel. It reminds yeah. me of um Viola Davis's story in her book when she talks about infertility and 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 having fibroid issues and and how eventually, you know, she lost a child. And she said a part of her died. You know, great book, great book. Never mind my book, Viola Davis's book. That's a good book. <laughs> That's a good book. Seriously, it really is. But um, let me just kind of go over this. So with grief, I, I these are some acronyms. Um, I wish we could have put them on a the board. That would have been helpful. But it's okay. Hopefully, we could just share them. You know, everyone will take notes on this. Grief, G is for give yourself and your partner 
space and time to heal because there is life after death. R, remember the child, as we just talked about, memorialize him or her because there is life after death. I, involve yourself and your partner in activities and anything else that can help you continue to live life because life is very active. Hence, we must move actively with life or we can find ourselves in our bedroom, in our bed, which can become a coffin. Mm. We stop E, encourage yourself in faith. Encourage yourself with friends, with family. You know, in 1 Samuel chapter 30, we learned the story about David went away with his men. They were at war. And when they came back to meet with their wives and their children, they were all taken captive by the Philistine army. And the scriptures read that David's men turned on him. They were trying to kill him. But in verses 6 through 8, it says, But David encouraged himself in the Lord. Now, for someone else, maybe they encourage themselves in Allah. Maybe they encourage themselves in Jack Daniels or Hennessy. I don't know. But whatever it is you encourage yourself in, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I encourage you to encourage yourself. Because when you lose, you may not necessarily get enough support, even from the friends and the family I just mentioned. There has to be a point where I pick myself out of that bed and I put myself back on the track. Because why? F. Find the help and the hope that you need to make a new appointment. <laughs> we're mm. going to make another appointment. Yeah. And that's what Rashima did. Rashima said, let's reschedule that appointment. Okay. All is not lost. And you now have a gift for your grief. Yeah. Um, you mentioned your book as, 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 we, as we wrap up. Um, you mentioned your book and since you have the floor right now tell us a little bit about the book where to get it how to get in touch with you sure sure well you know um, with the book you could easily go to my website um, and look up life sucks or does it soul searching from the inside out I wrote this book you know for persons who read where they look it's not the sub stand for S. Life is sad. U. Life is unfair. C. Life is chaotic and it's cruel. And K. Life is knowingly senseless. I imagine Rashima probably felt, what was the point of getting pregnant if I was going to lose a child? It was senseless. That mother whose child went to a, went to a party and got killed. A senseless death. I look at what's going on right now in Palestine. That's a lot of senseless killing yes life being lost or whatever political and anyways so with this book it's it's addressing factors that cause us to come to a point where we believe that life sucks and so what i'm trying to help persons come to a realization is your perspective how you look at life is the key to how you respond to life hence soul searching from the inside out my goal is to help readers become introspective what simply means becoming soul conscious. What simply means becoming aware of who I am and what my life means for this lifetime that I have. And so, again, Sonny Etienne, 
Amazon.com or go to Amazon. Um, you can find it on Barnes and Nobles, Apple Books. Get the audiobook version for all my hip hop lovers out there. A lot of beats. I'm a soulful guy, so I made sure to throw some hip hop flavor into this book, but the audiobook version. And, um, you know, again, as far as therapy is concerned, um, I myself am not currently accepting new patients, but call me regardless because I'll find you a therapist. I'm connected with. I, I need you. I need you to. I need you to, you know, make an exception to the rule. You know? Make an exception? <laughs> <laughs> so definitely, um, for that one, you can go to um, um, introspectivecounseling.net. Go to my website, um, look me up. Um, and for those that would love to, you know, um, have me serve as a therapist, um, sometimes I do put them on a waiting list um, for when I get openings in space so I could take take on new, new new clients. But again, I'm connected with a wealth of great therapists, so many that I work with that I will connect you. And you will get the proper help you need, um, hopefully from the right person. Rashima. Yes. You have been awesome throughout all of this. Um, it takes a lot to share a story like this. It takes a lot to put yourself in a, in a vulnerable place and vulnerable is one of those words that, that, that people shy away from for some reason, probably because we don't really understand it. And the, the, the main goal of my platform, kevinstew.com, is to encourage to have acceptance through enlightenment. We get the opportunity to look at things through opened eyes. And we, have, we, we gain new perspectives. And you have helped us as we continue this journey. We have touched on something tonight that people don't really talk about, let alone share. We often, Sonny mentioned it earlier, his mother even didn't know. And so there are many that are like that. Someone I've known all my life had a, a miscarriage and for the first time since it happened 20 years ago, we talked about it just last night. And it's, it's, it's these little things that we pass along the way and not really realize how much of an impact they make, how much of a difference it would make if we just dial into it just for a moment Sometimes it takes someone telling a story just the way you did tonight to help them to go, wait, hold up. There is this person, this family member, this colleague that went through something. I didn't even ask, how can I be there for you? I said something dumb like, Boy, you know, at least you can try again. Mm -hmm. You know, God doesn't make mistakes. 
sometimes it's better off just saying nothing. Rubber shoulder. Do that. Bumper fist. I got you. Just don't say things like that. Because whereas you think you're offering some good words, you heard it tonight from literally the professionals. Those that have the experience are professionals. And my two guests tonight, well, I was their guest. They just didn't know it. They told us, yeah, that doesn't work. So moving forward from this point where we are at right now, we have become that much more educated. We have become that much more sensitized to life, literally. And to those that have been experiencing things in life that we whisper about around the corner. But not stand up and speak out about in support of. Which we can do. And we were given some tools tonight to, to start that journey if we haven't already. And so I thank you, Rashima, for taking the time. Sonny. As always, much love. Truly appreciate love you both. Being here, sharing, giving of yourselves so that we <laughs> can navigate this space just that little bit better. Rajima, I know in about eight minutes you're going to be celebrating. <laughs> It's Please, okay to do it. But you know, it's enjoy it. Every moment of it. Because it's your moment. And if you want to enjoy it by crying and laughing at the same time, have at it. Because this is your experience and this is how you get through it. We're going to wrap things up over here with a little bit of, little bit of musical therapy. There's a track that I'm going to play called Pain. Written and produced by an artist by the name of Jadon. Jadon's daughter graced us for a short period of time and this song is about that experience Sonny, Rashima thank you once again wrapping this up in a neat little musical bow we will talk much love all the best Sonny, Rashima Good night. Music from Jadan. Track called Pain. As we wrap up things tonight, I want to thank you all for hanging out with us. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for liking. 
do remember this is available as soon as we're done you can visit the archives it'll be there let's go to kevinstew.com and look at the video archives take you where you where you need to be yeah As we part company, I want to remind y'all, look out for members of your community. Remember, your community is not just the development that you live in, but it spreads far and wide. So those that you pass on the bus, the plane, the boat, or the train, whether you walk, ride, or drive, these are members of your community. Do something good for one of them today because you never know it's going to do something good for you tomorrow. My name is Kevin Stewart, so I like to do it to you, for you, and with you. 10 p.m. Eastern, Monday, Tuesdays, Wednesday, right here, kevinstew.com. Catch me Saturday, Reggae Global Radio, 8 p.m. Eastern. It's a blessed Earth date in heaven, my sweet cousin. Anisha, love you always. Sharon, you know I still love you always. That doesn't change. Good morning, good afternoon, good day to you wherever you are in the world. From right here in South Florida, I bid y'all a good night. Be good. If you can't be good, be good at it. I'm out of here. Greetings and salutations, one and all. You're invited to tune in to the night shift with DJ Kevin Stew. It airs on Mondays with Community and Finance, Tuesdays with Healthy Love and Wind. Greetings and salutations, one and all. You're invited to tune in to the night shift with DJ Kevin Stew. It airs on Mondays with Community and Finance, Tuesdays with Healthy Love, and Wednesdays with Real Talk from 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time. Come spend some time interacting in the stew pot where we keep things bubbling and wind down in musical therapy. The night shift with DJ Kevin Stew is on kevinstew.com where you're encouraged to have acceptance through enlightenment. <laughs>